What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the CJ Cup 2022 at Congaree Golf Club in Ridgeland, South Carolina. I'm DB. I got Pat Perry with me. Another week back in the saddle. Fresh off that dub, baby. Another outright Another dub. winner. That would be, uh, now let's see. Keegan Bradley was 37 to 1 uh, when we did the show. Well, when I did, I talked him up on the first look show on first thing Monday morning. Then we came on the podcast. Pat, you and I both loved Keegan, which is, that's kind of mm-hmm. rare. Like, both of us don't normally love Keegan, but both of us no. love Keegan. Uh, we, we talked about him outright. We talked about him in DraftKings. We mentioned him in the top 10 uh, as a top 10 bet at plus 250. And then I put him on my betting card. So wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Keegan Bradley has won another golf tournament since 2018. It was great to see. Uh, although, I no, actually, I didn't see it. I didn't even see it. I just saw it on Twitter because I, I was asleep. But um, got it done over Ricky, who, you know, the week before, his boobies had brushed against you. Last week, yeah. you kind of, I, I don't know. Those enticing boobies, those Ricky boobies. Yeah, you were you were enticed, but you didn't really get, you didn't get there. You didn't get there all the way. You didn't, you didn't, nah. you didn't round third coming home, you know. But um, it was a fun tournament, the Zozo, to track and to watch there in Japan. But now we're back. We're back, and we're not far from you, Pat, at Congaree Golf Club. Coming yeah, off just uh, 30, 45 minutes up the road. Yeah, coming off the victory with Keegan. I feel good. It feels good to get the first one out of the way, you know, the new season. Because, like, the, the DB's Big Balls betting card, you just wipe the slate clean, you know, keeping track mm-hmm. of how many outrights you've hit this year. You just wipe the slate clean. And, you know, when you don't hit one, you know, we're not going to hit the Fortinet because we don't bet the, the you know, the shortest golfer in the field in Max Homa, okay? Then we kind of, we, we mailed it in on one tournament. I don't remember which one because um, of Golby's Cup. Then the, the Shriners, we, we, we didn't hit one. So, you know, it's my third betting card article of the year, and it feels good to, to get, you know, get it done. So I'm, I'm now up 20, I think 25 units, and that's our first winner. And I, I feel like more are coming. I'm excited about it, Pat. And that's actually two winners in a row for the Monday morning first impressions show. Because I also had Tom Kim 28 to 1 the previous week for the Shriners, but he couldn't make it on the betting card because he, he shortened up by then. So if you're not paying attention, I don't know. I know it's football. Everybody's excited. It's football. Hopefully I can hit a anytime TD for plus 240 on some guy <laughs> that I've never heard of. Meanwhile, you're not paying attention to the golf. That, that's a problem. That's a problem. So, but yeah. we're, we're here to help people. We're, we're going to have a great show tonight. We've got a new segment potentially coming down tonight. Uh, but as hmm. always, we are brought to you by our friends at Fantasy National. FantasyNational.com uh, slash TJ is where you got to go to get the goods. It's, it's everything you need. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a simulator. It's got one of those. You can make a model. I got a model that I made today. Uh, you can look at recent form, course history. Everything you can imagine for betting on golf or playing fantasy golf. If you don't have Fantasy National, you are behind. I can tell you that. If you're starting out playing, you need the tools. These are the tools that you need. So fantasynational.com slash TJ is how you get 20% off. Promo code Tour Junkies. Tell them the Tour Junkies sent you. That's how you get it done. We've been working with Fantasy National for years now. And now we are learning that uh, they're working on some new stuff. They're going to they're gonna improve, the, uh, they're gonna improve the, you know, the site some more. They're going to start reinvesting in the site, all this kind of stuff. It's going to be good. Fantasy National is, uh, is making moves. I am pumped about it. If you're, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a, a like. If you don't mind, hit the like button. Subscribe on the YouTube channel uh, and, and drop a comment too. This is what uh, uh, I want you to drop in the comments. Okay, Your biggest 
prop lock for Thursday night football, okay? I don't even know if those are out right now or not. They probably are, but whenever they're out, give me a prop lock for Thursday night football because I, I, I want to maybe start pairing those with some shorter, you know, maybe a top 10 bet on a guy here for the, for the CJ Cup or something like that. Mm-hmm. A good prop lock, drop that in the comment. Also, shout out to Listener League winner John Sayer won the Nut Hut Listener League, punching his ticket to the finals for a chance to win a trip of a lifetime to either Savannah or Augusta to play some golf, spend a weekend with me and Pat. Uh, good stuff there. Pat, other than that, how are you feeling, bud? What's the, what's the podcast juice tonight? Yeah, I feel good. Um, just a little beer tonight. I, for, I forgot to... Um, this is a Dos Equis, actually. Hmm. I was I was aiming for a little bit better beer, like maybe like a South Carolina. Oh yeah, you know, like a Palmetto beer or something. because because yeah. we're in uh, South Carolina. But I forgot to get anything, so oh. I had to go with whatever I had in the refrigerator. I like a little Dos Equis. Is that the amber or the lager? This is the lager. Okay, yeah, I'm a fan of the lager. Yeah, I like it. A little lime in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good call. I'm, I'm I got a little uh, little gin and ginger actually. A little gin and ginger. I've been, I've been in the gym. real ginger. Schweppes. Yeah, but I mean, is it like zero sugar or actually you, no, you throw the full some, thing. you get the sugar? Kind. It's the full thing, yeah. yeah. I don't drink a lot of ginger ale, so when I do, it's just the real stuff. But I've been on a gin kick lately. I can't do gin. Uh, it's weird. It's I don't weird. know what it is. There's a weird aftertaste to gin. Unless maybe I just haven't had the good one. I don't know. I only buy the the aviation stuff from Ryan Reynolds because he's got like a nine pack, and I think he's hilarious, and I want to be him. So I some for some reason I feel like if I just drink his gin, it'll make me. I don't know. It'll make me closer. I'll be closer that much closer to being Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Well, so he seems like a good dude. Though, he does right? seem like a good dude. Funny guy. Uh, Pat, let's get into this. We got DFS. We got outright picks. We got top ten bets. I got some questions I'm going to throw out there tonight that that. You know, you, me, are they the tough the, questions. The people are going to have to like, answer. Should I have studied for them? No, nah, I think they are tough questions. No, I, I mean, I want to get your real, your real response. Okay. Um, um, do you did you do a course breakdown? I did. You? I did do a course breakdown. Okay. I did it on the, uh, but I did. I did the beginning of the, of the first look show only again because like Congre, we just don't have. We only have one year of history here. It was last yeah. year. It was the tournament that shall not be named. Um, that was played in June in the summer. Garrick Higo won it. And, you know, with one year worth of data, and uh, you can tell me, wasn't it pretty soggy and wet? And Yes, out it there? was wet. One of the things that they wanted last year was this course to play firm and fast, which is how it's designed. Because you were there um, for media. That was the, the week yeah. you were there media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. I was credentialed. Yeah. I was credentialed. I asked a few questions. Yeah, great question. Kiz even said, he was like, what's up, P? Well, and we like got during the we got retweeted by Portnoy and Big Cat over the yeah because I asked about uh, Kepka who backed out of that matchup by the way with with uh, I mean because he's a bird. um but yeah so they wanted to play you know real dry firm and fast but we had gotten some rain lead you can't control that obviously yeah. uh, leading up to the tournament but this week I think they have a chance to yeah. to get to actually play it the way they want to Agreed. because we had had. Outside of the hurricane, which is three weeks ago, don't even think about that. It's, it's dry as hell here. I'm telling you, okay? DB, mm-hmm. you know I have a garden. I've talked about this yes. before with you, right? Yes. I was over there checking on it today, and Miss Jane, Farmer Jane, who, who runs the garden, 
Okay. She was even talking about how dry it was. And not just how dry on the surface it was. She was telling me like how dry it was underneath the surface. Like the first layer. There's like a first layer of dry, and there's a second layer of dry. And so Dang. the second layer is also dry. You sure, so, old, you sure old Farmer Jane wasn't talking about something else? That she wanted you to soil up a little, maybe till up the I ground a little bit? I don't know. She was dressed a little differently. Usually she's wearing like overalls, but today she was wearing a dress. I don't know what that says. Oh. But all I'm saying is Farmer Jane is saying, talking about how dry it is, so it's firm and fast this week. Okay? I like That's it. What we're going I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want the, a little more course breakdown, sure, check that out. But it, it does look like the weather is going to be absolutely perfect and firm and fast is for sure in play. So uh, I'll get into some of this kind of how I'm approaching this when it comes to players and, and, and course conditions and all that here in just a minute. Um, we ready? Yeah, I think we've got a little special guest, though, DB. Oh, we do. Yeah. I. I'm just saying, I, I I didn't know this was coming, but uh, I mean, it, they just kind of popped in here. Okay. And so I think I think now we got a special guest that maybe wants to tell us something about this week. Or, you know, I don't like do I don't like it when you surprise me. I do the rundown, and then but if you don't tell me about it, then how must how I'm not prepared. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, I'm a busy person. I got work. I do a real job. Oh, okay. You know, okay. so I can't always tell you everything. So you that have I a know. guest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you wanting to bring? I this? could have just texted you. We had a guest before the show, but I, I forgot. Oh, I was doing thank you stuff. for that. Okay. Well, yeah. Bring bring him up. Oh oh. How's it going, tour junkies fans? Hey Pat. Thought your episode with Joe Idoni was fantastic. You were great. You did a great job hosting. I just have to start off by saying that. What? I'm just such a big fan. If you want to be a smart golf better. You should probably stick with guys like me, guys like Pat, and maybe Jeff Feinberg, but we know what we're okay. doing, you know? This isn't an ego trip. This isn't some, look at this big number that I just crushed and I won, so I can brag about it and tell my friends and maybe cut it up into some sort of TikTok video. It's not about that. It's about us, you, working together to make money. And a lot of times, when betting on golf, you should bet on favorites. You know why? Because they're the favorites. You know why? Because they're better than everybody else. Look at the CJ Cup. We may ask ourselves, should I bet, you know, uh, been on at 200 to 1? No. No, you shouldn't. Nor should you listen to anyone who tells you to do that because that would be foolish. I I think the simple answer for the CJ Cup this week is is staring right in our faces. And I think some may be tempted to overcomplicate this. It's Rory McIlroy. He's (laughs) 8 to 1 on FanDuel currently. He's the best player in the field. Rory's playing exceptional golf at the moment. Do you really trust Troy Merritt to yeah. shut one down no. on Rory McIlroy late on a Sunday? No, I don't trust Troy Merritt to do anything, nor should you. So my bet for you this week is simple. It's 8-1 to one Rory McIlroy. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of the Tour Junkies podcast. Uh, I, I can't wait till Rory hoists the trophy here at the CJ Cup. All right, that's all I got, guys. Out! That's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, he seemed like a really smart person to me. That's the dumbest thing I, I've ever I, heard. I like, I like him. Do we know his name? No, but he was in my chair, and I don't, I don't appreciate that. Um, I guess the glasses kind of hide his identity or whatever, but clearly he's a 
plus because have you he's betting the top if, guy on the board. Have you even checked to see if the, the Golby's Cup belt is still there? Could he have stolen the belt? Oh, no, it's still here. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, the, the belt is actually, I've actually super glued it to the, to the chair now. So you have to, you'd have to have problems. Um, great, great picker, though. Well, I mean, Perry, is he? Uh, is he, Pat? Eight to one? Really? Eight to one. Are we, yeah. that, are we feeling that good about Rory at the top of the board? And I'm just surprised most expensive he, didn't say, play on he didn't say Rory McElroy. Well, he, I've, I mean, the guy, I guess the guy has some sense of pride somewhere. He, know, he wants to pronounce one of the best players in the world's name, if not the yeah. best player in the world, even though he's not ranked the best player in the world. But I mean, I just, I, this field is great, man. This is a great field. This is the best field we're going to get until February. And I, I am excited about it. It's, but it's not, I, I mean, I don't, Rory, like what? Rory to close the door out here? I mean, Everybody's going to be hitting driver. So, I mean, everybody's going to be moving it down there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know he's played well in the fall. He's played, he played over on the DP World Tour, but eight to one, like, just give me a break. Why would anybody do that? Are you, are you, do you like Rory eight to one? No, I, I don't want to actually. Yeah, but, good. Thank you. You know, but I, I thought uh, he was, he was, you know, very good, very polished, looked sharp. Who? Rory? No, the guy, the guy that, Whoever that guy was that was sitting in your chair, you just like him because he wore a collared shirt. Look at you! You he wear a collared shirt he, he to your like podcast. He, Who wears a collared know, shirt? If you're going to come on a podcast that, and you don't, you know, you don't know anybody. At least and you don't know, you know. anybody. <laughs> was he straight? He was straight off a chamber of commerce meeting or something. What? Oh, all right, all right. Let's well, get in the top picks. top of the board. Um, Rory, Rom, Scheffler, JT, Fitz, M, Burns, Hovland, Homa. Morikawa, those are your top players in the 9K range, Pat. Let me tell you who I'm going to fade. You ready for this? Yes. I don't know. Because I was trying. But you know what? There's nobody in here that I'm willing to full out, come out and say right now I'm ready to fade uh, without ownership. I, I, will, I will for sure fade some chalk. I will, I'm sure, eat some chalk up here. But I tried to find a name. I tried to find a name. I, I almost landed on Colin Morikawa. I almost landed on Colin Morikawa, but then I just kept seeing $9,000 Colin Morikawa. And while lately I don't feel like he's been the same Colin Morikawa, if you told me I was going to get 10%, sub 10% Colin Morikawa at $9,000, there's no way I'm passing that up. So I, I cannot, cannot give a fade in this range today on a Monday night. I just can't. Well, I mean, what about Hovland? No. No. I, he's been playing well, but I feel like this course is going to, you know, kind of... Uh, the angle is the around the green have play. a little creativity around the greens. Yeah, I know. Okay? You're going to miss some greens out here, even though they're not necessarily... I mean, from walking the course, they're not... They're not, like, the smallest of greens, but the, the way the slope is and everything else, I, that worries me a little bit about Victor Hovland. But I had it was a little bit of a stretch for me to come up with with him as my fate, which is he was my fate. But I mean, as good as he hits it too, like obviously you know the 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 iron play, you know, but played played well last week uh, at the Zozo. Um, you know, T five there. I, I, like I, I get that he has the warts. I mean, Colin Colin Morikawa's chipping isn't great either, but 
um, just the the premier iron play, and if these guys are low owned, I just can't see myself fading them. But you know, good for you. I I just couldn't get to it. I could not get to a fade. I, I think. Um, I mean, in a vacuum, ownership not not mattering whatsoever, but but still looking at price. Um, my favorite plays in this range are Homa, Fitzpatrick, and Rory. Um, I really, really like the price break you get on Max Homa, who basically does almost everything extremely well. Every key category. Um, I even put, I even loaded up sand saves and put it at like a four percent weight in my model, just because I, do, you know, you walk the course. I mean, the, there's no rough. It's either you're you're either in the in the in the short grass. Or you're in a bunker or a waste area, whatever it is. Yeah, there's there's literally no rough. There's 130 acres of sand or waste area on this golf yeah. course. Um, so I mean, I think that's worth looking at. Um, but I mean, he's great at that. The only thing he's not great at that I loaded in the model was was around the green uh, on Bermuda. He's very good around the green in general. He's not that great on Bermuda. But I mean, again, that's that's weighted kind of low. And his iron play, his off the tee play, his bogey avoidance, his uh, DraftKings point scoring ability, everything else is incredible. This is probably the—I mean, I feel like this probably is the last time we see him before the baby comes. Uh, I think early November is the is the date there. I think he even tweeted out that he said that this is the last tournament he's oh, he going to play okay. before baby. Yeah. So I mean, so. I love Homa. I love the value on Fitz as well at ninety eight hundred. Um, you know, Fitz has played, he's played on the European tour here the last couple of weeks, uh, T2 in Italy, T22 at the Alfred Dunhill. I think he missed the cut in this last event. Uh, I can't remember where it was, the one Otegway one, but I, I mean, I don't, that doesn't, I don't care. Fitz, 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 everything that I want in this golf course. Um, so I love that for 9,800. And, you know, while I'm not going to bet Rory at, t- at eight to one, like that schmuck, uh, 11, 11, one still gives me plenty of room. I mean, I played around like just making some dummy lineups. Like you can still play, you can play Rory and Rom in a lineup and still get some guys down at the bottom. You can play Rory a nine K and an eight K You can play Rory in two nine Ks. You can do whatever you want. And I think a lot of people are going to go to Rory, uh, considering uh, his form as well. Since we last saw him on the PGA tour, he's finished runner up at the BMW PGA. He's finished T4 in Italy, T4 at the Dunhill. Like Rory just continues to be incredible so um those are my three favorites i do think rory and homa are probably going to be pretty chalky out of those three what do you think well I, yeah as a matter of fact uh, when i was looking at chalk I, I thought homa would probably be chalky but i do like chalky a lot i mean i do like chalky <laughs> i like chalky i like homa a lot um uh, and you know i like rory as well but my so homo was one of my three here that i looked at and then i also like um i like john rom you mentioned him a second ago just pairing him up with rory if you wanted to and then going down to the bottom i I think rom is interesting to me because i wonder where the ownership is going to fall for him we haven't really seen him much um you know since the tour season ended he won the espana open but he i mean he beat nobody but he won the yeah espana open But but still, so I think um, I think Rom could be interesting from an ownership standpoint. So I like him. I like Sung J M. I think Sung J is going to have some ownership though. I do too. I wrote him down too. I wrote Rory, Rom, M, and Homa as the four possible chalk plays. But if you're if you're watching live, who do you think is going to be the chalk in this range? Tell us. But yeah, you like yeah. Sung J. Obviously playing really yeah. well. 
I like Sanjay, I like Ram, and then the other one that I liked was Homa, and then my fade was was Hovland. Mm. Um, but it was a tough kind of fade to come to like bring myself yeah. to do. Like I'm kind of like you. I didn't like I like Fitzy a lot. As a matter of fact, if I'm looking in bets in here, you know, like if we just look at the nine K range and some of the bets I like, you know, I like JT at sixteen to one. I don't know if I'll play him in DFS, but that 16 to 1 number for a guy of his caliber seems pretty good. I like M at 26 to 1. I like Fitzy at 24 mm-hmm. to 1. Yeah. I think those are those are three really good bets in this win in this in this range. By the way, Fitzpatrick was like one the only decent names that was in the top 10 when they played at Congaree uh last year. Um, so yeah, at least you had him. I guess Jay, maybe DJ was up there. He was close. He was like eight or nine under or something like that. But, um, by the way, speaking of speaking of comparing this place to last year, right? I I, I don't really think that it makes a lot of sense to do that. First of all, last year was, and I know I know you. That's not necessarily what you're trying to do, but no, it's I, not. I just want to make sure we yeah. talk about this because like last year was in June, different time of year, totally different time of year. Bermuda grass is different. Everything's different. It was. Like you already mentioned, it was wet, it was soft, the golf course was playing extremely long, um, and they didn't have those firm, fast runouts. And uh, plus, it was a full field event. It was a weak field. So like I don't, I don't, I don't really want to take a whole lot into consideration in terms of who played here, who played well, who didn't. Like, I, I just I'm not getting really caught up in that. I don't think, I don't think listeners should either. I don't, I don't think it should be a big deal. This is a totally different ball game. And I do think that we are for sure going to uh, see this thing play firm and fast, which I think is good for some variance. I think that actually opens it up to a lot of different types of players, of course. You know, plus, plus you have 50-yard wide fairways. These are the, the third widest fairways on tour record since 2015. To, the only two wider are the old course and uh, Trinity Forest are the only two golf courses with wider average fairways in this place. So yeah, there's plenty of room out there. Everybody's going to hit driver, but even the shorter hitters, there's going to be plenty of run out. Um, so the course does look intimidating. There's a lot of long holes, a lot of big numbers. The scorecard can tip out at 7,600 yards, but it doesn't mean it's going to play that. It's going to play that way. We'll definitely get some more insight from some friends on the ground like we did last week uh, uh, in the Nut Hut. We'll share that. But Pat, I, my two bets in this category, Fitzpatrick for sure, 24 to one. I wrote that one down. I love it. And then Max Homa at 31 to one on FanDuel. Those are the only two up here that I really got, got pumped up about. Um, so that's it for me. And again, I think, the, I think Rory Rahm, Sungjae, and Homa are your chalk. Probably Fitz works in there as well, uh, I think. Somebody asked a question a second ago. Who was it? Let's, let's pull it up. Let's, oh, oh, Jackie. Jackie Paper. Fading all the 10K. Now, listen, that's usually, you know, that's a strategy we talk about often. Um, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was, it was a couple of weeks ago, it, w- it would have worked for you. Um, I think it's a little scary to do here. I think it's scary to do on a course that is going to, this is going to be kind of a mid, mid-difficulty track, I think. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. now, Garrick Higo won at 11 under. I could actually see the winning score being better than that. Even though it's firm and fast, I could see it being a little better because the strength of field is so much better. You, the, the top end of this, of this yeah, field this, is this so This field talented. is so much better than it was last time. There, yeah. there were so many players that did not yeah. that skipped this last year. If, if, you, if you 
recall the reason this was on the schedule and why they did it was because of it was COVID reasons. Canada wasn't having a turn. So the Canadian Open basically just didn't happen in 2021. And so they they played it at Congaree. They, that's they just kind of it was a filler event. A lot of people skipped it. So, yeah, I think you're right, especially on the, you know, the field strength. AC says no mention of world number one. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, Scotty is definitely in play. I mean, that's what I'm saying when, I, when I'm talking about how I cannot name a fade in here. I can't. If, if I have a, a low-owned Scotty, I'm jumping on that. Trust. Like, just trust it. I, I will be doing that. I guess the, the one thing that, that is the negative tick on Scotty is that we've only seen him play the President's Cup since the Tour Championship. Same thing with Justin Thomas. Same thing with, I believe, uh, well, a couple names we'll get to in the next range. I'm trying to uh, remember who I'm talking about here. So I think, you know, that, that's probably the only thing you're looking at. But no, man, I think anybody in this range is in play. I truly do. Um, so I did want to ask you this question, Pat. I want to play a quick little name game here. Colin Morikawa. It feels like Morikawa is in an interesting spot. And I think if you pay attention to even the best golfers in the world, if you look closely enough, you see these like ebbs and flows in their game, right? There, there's, it, it's just kind of got, it's, it's somewhat cyclical and they can struggle for a little bit. And, and, you know, now I'm saying struggle in, uh, you know, in terms of a Colin Morikawa struggle is not the same as a Peter Malnati struggle. You know what I mean? So yeah, th- yeah. there's that difference. But when you go back and you look at like how good Morikawa played from, you know, January of 2021 to July of 2021, where he won the WGC Mexico and he won the Open and he finished fourth at the U.S. Open and he finished eighth at the PGA and he, you know, he just went on this sick run. And you look at where he's at now. He he looks he looks like he's not the same. He's not the same right now. Uh, he is ranked number nine in the in the world. My question for you is this: Going forward, and this is a question for you to type in the chat right now. Better PGA Tour season. From now on through August, going forward, who would you take if you had to take one right now out of Colin Morikawa and Matt Fitzpatrick? I think I'd probably take Morikawa. Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland. Hovland. Mm, Hovland ranked 11 in the world. Sam Burns, Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa. Spieth. Ooh. Spieth ranked 13. Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. I take Finau on that. Two more. Tom Kim, Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. Cam Young, Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. So you are you are much more bullish than I on on Colin Morikawa. I, I definitely yeah. think that this listen like the guy's a stud. He's going to be fine. I'm not saying that. I, I I would take Fitzy over him. I would take Finau over him, and I would those two for sure. I don't know how you could take Cam Young over him. Cam Young. I, I'm I, close. I, I, I'm really close. I get his year that he's had, but yeah. he has actually. Not been great, yeah. The last several tournaments, and he's still not proven enough for me to to take him over a Morikawa. Very interesting. Has Cam Young even won yet? No. No, he had what four runner ups, five runner ups. Yeah, 
I ain't get it, but it's not a win. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying who's the who's you know who's had the best career so far. I'm just saying like line in the sand. Everything starts over right now. Who you take in until August, till the tour championship, through the tour championship. Yeah, yeah that's that's the way I took it. Okay, what you were saying. All right, interesting. All right. Um, before we move on to the 8K range, got to thank our friends at Front Nine Coffee. If you're not getting your coffee from Front Nine, do it. Support the tour junkies. Support a local small business in Augusta, Georgia. The, fr- the people at Front Nine Coffee are amazing. They're friendly. They, they make the coffee fresh when you order it. So you're not buying gassy, bagged up, sitting there on the shelf getting stale coffee. Okay? It's fresh, freshly roasted. When you go online, you're going to pick. Do you want it ground up already? Do you want it whole bean? How do you want it? Do you want it lightly roasted, medium, dark? What flavors do you want? You can customize it. Then once you order it, then they're going to roast it so it's fresh. Good things take time, y'all. They take time. Then they're going to deliver it to your door anywhere in the U.S. within just a couple business days. It's that easy. Front Nine Coffee, support Tour Junkies, support a small local business in Augusta, Georgia. Go to Front Nine, that's the number nine, coffee.com. Use promo code TJ10 for 10% off your entire order. Uh, 10% off your entire order. Or you can also take a look there. Uh, They've got their own flavors, but, you know, we've got our flavors. And DB's flavor is the best selling so far and i love that uh i continue to be the best seller pat's flavor mm. the espresso milano roast, y'all need to be buying my flavor it's so it's much not, better it's not doing as good as mine though it's just it not, doesn't have that hazelnut crap in there it's just a good dark roast coffee that's yeah. all it is well that's unfortunate um okay let's move on to the 8k range p and let's talk i, I like i like some names in here you got Tom Kim, Spieth, Hideki, Cam Young, Hatton, Keegan, Shane Lowry, Taylor Montgomery, Sahith, Thegala, and Billy Ho and Corey Connors. Um, okay. I think that, first off, I'll tell you my fade. I like this guy. I'm bu- very bullish, as we all should be, on his season this upcoming year, for sure. He is showing a lot of promise very quickly. However, I think this is a gross misprice in a field this strong. Taylor Montgomery at $8,200 is the fade for me. And I, and I know that he's been in the 9K range for you know, a couple of tournaments already this year. That's because obviously the strength of field and he's dropped, yes, at 8200 But there are names in here that, that I think just have a better pedigree, tra- longer track record, especially in, against tough competition on tougher scoring, not birdie fests. Um, that I think he should be he should be priced below, and and there's not a lot, but a handful of them. So I just don't think it's a great price. We've only seen him in those high scoring putting contests, birdie birdie contests. Okay, he's lost 2.1 strokes on approach in his first three events on the PGA Tour, and that's usually not a recipe for success. And it's not going to be a recipe for success out here. The thing that he's done is he's gained over 22 strokes putting in three events. Can you spell regression at some point? Is it going to be this week? I don't know, but I would, I would probably dare say it could be. I mean, he gained 11 strokes at the Fortinet and then five over five at the, at the Sanderson and the Shriners. Uh, lost five strokes on approach at the Shriners. So he's not like world beaters on the ball, in the ball striking department. And for the price... And for what we don't know about Taylor Montgomery, what we haven't seen about Taylor Montgomery is how he plays in tougher fields and, and on slightly more you know, difficult golf courses. So I think he is the misprice at 8,200 in this range. 
There's no way he should be $100 cheaper than a Shane Lowry. I don't think he should be more expensive than Billy Horschel. Um, I would argue possibly even Corey Connors, just with the track record and what we know of some of these guys. So I'm out on Tyler Montgomery, Taylor Montgomery. Uh, who's your fade? Tell me your fade. Let's talk fades first. Uh, mine's a little different there. I looked at Taylor Montgomery, but I, I just it's hard for me. Like I like the fact that he's played so much leading up to this event, and you know he's he's obviously played well. I mean he's what finished top fifteen in every tournament he's played. Um, I actually have a guy we just talked about. Cam Young is my fade. Oof. I, I am uh I'm starting to sour a little bit on Cam Young. Now look, I get it. He's he's been he's been fantastic this year. Um I wonder though if he'll get, you know, a little too much ownership based off of just what he's done, you know, in the majors and whatever else. I mean, if you if you just look at the stats for him. You know, across the board, he's pretty good. But the last few tournaments that he played leading up to, um, we'll go to the Zozo. He played the Zozo, and he was 53rd. Not great. Um, But before that, before the Tour Championship, he was losing putts, or he was losing strokes putting, and he was losing strokes around the green, and he was losing strokes on approach. So I think his game may just be a little bit, like, I don't know, maybe he, Maybe he worked on those things in, in the off se- the the off season, quote unquote. But I think Cam Young, if like he's just one I'm a little bit scared of in this range. And so I'm not I'm not gonna play him. And I'm I you know, I kinda hope a lot of people do and he has some ownership and then he completely fails. Which is Well I, I do think he's gonna be so I wrote down three names as potential chalk in this range. I see it as Tom Kim, Cam Young, and Shane Lowry. Um, I mean, Cam, Cam is a very intoxicating player with, with what he does off the tee. It feels like he has the ability to go like Rory level off the tee. I mean, he really does genuinely does just off the tee. Um, and so it's enticing. And I did, you know, I was a little bearish on him last week, just saying like, Hey, this is his first event since the tour championship outside of the president's cup. This could be kind of one of those knock the rust off, let me get in a stroke play tournament event that, that just feels different than what match play does. Um, you know, and he didn't play that well. He, he didn't. But he's just got so much firepower um, that I think that's enticing. I would rather bet him outright because I, I'm confident he's going to be chalky. I'd rather eat some chalk in the 9K, 10K range, but I, I am confident he's going to be chalky. I think this morning on the, on the first impression show, he was around 30, 30 or 35 to 1. I think he's at twenty nine to one now on FanDuel, um, but yeah, I don't see him anywhere over twenty nine to one. Okay, he was thirty five. Either way, I, this I, morning. I would say if you are, if for me, I could I could see maybe a bet on him, but I don't. I just I don't want to play him in DFS. This week. I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I can get down with that just from the from the chalk side of it. I, if I'm gonna eat some chalk in this range, I want it, I'm gonna take Shane Lowry. I'm that's the one I was about to say. That's who I you're eat on chalk it. On. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is, uh, this sets up to be a great course for him. A very good course gives him plenty of, plenty of width in the fairways off the tee. Um, it gives him, I mean, the irons were incredible last year. He's a wonderful player around yeah. the greens. He just won the BMW PGA championship, uh, over in Europe after, you know, I guess he, his playoff run was over after the BMW, uh, here of stateside where he finished 12th. Um, 
but you know, won the BMW PGA, missed the cut at the Alfred Dunhill, but doesn't matter. I mean, that 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 tournament can be a little weird at times with three different courses. Conditions are wild. I think this is a great spot for Shane. I do think he will be a little popular just because of the price at eighty three hundred, and he's going to check everybody's stat box. He's going to pop in the models, so yeah. I I think he will be a little popular. But but who knows if if people will actually cram him in there when they're trying to force cam young in and they still want some tom kim in there you know who actually knows but i love the bet too on lowry at 33 to 1 on bet mgm uh so it looks like we got agreement on lowry i wonder if we have agreement on this last guy this guy is my he's my i'm gonna call it as an early pivot and i think that he will i think he'll be a pivot because he's just not a guy that people like playing even if they talk about him, they don't actually usually end up clicking the button to the rate that he gets talked about, and it's Billy Horschel at 8K. Um, do you like Billy Ho this week? You're normally I, I a don't Billy have Ho him guy. written down. You don't? But I, I don't mind him. I mean... Um, I think this place sets up quite nicely for Billy Ho. Just finished 10th at the Alfred Dunhill, 9th at the BMW PGA in Europe. Um... And and Billy Ho, I mean, checks a ton of boxes if you look at it from just off the tee, putting, around the green play, uh, scoring DraftKings points, avoiding bogeys, sand saves. He's top 20 in the field long term. Um, I mean, he just, he he's, overall, he's 15th in my, in my entire model as the 8K, as the, the you know, 8K guy. So I, I like Horschel a lot, and I actually think there will be, not a lot of not a lot of talk about him. So that's it. For who me. did you who did you have up top? I don't I didn't. You mean in the nine K range? No, eight K. I mean, I, well, Lowry and Horschel. I like Lowry and Horschel a lot. I mean, I like Tom Kim too, and but I I think I didn't. He's uh, gonna okay, be I was, oh, you just gave yeah. We did just say two. But I I also think I am very intrigued to see what happens with Jordan Spieth. Like that's a Spieth was mine that I was about to mention. I'm very I'm, interested in Spieth. Yeah. I think I don't know. I I, I want to see where that ownership is. I don't want to bet him to win. Like I don't want to bet Jordan to win. No, but I don't like that. You know who I like as a bet is Terrell Hatton. No, outright. Yeah, he 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 finished like second here. Yeah, last time he played different. And I get it. I know. I get it. It's different conditions and all that kind of stuff. But I still think this could be a good course for him. Could bet Hatton to win. Oh, my boy Steven, Team DB guy. Steven says, give me all the speed. Wide fairways, great around the green game. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Do we think do we think that Speeth, you know, comes out first event since, you know, the playoffs and President's Cup and, and wins given his longer term form? Meh. I don't know. That's why I say I'd prefer him in DFS or if you, you know, I don't know. I, but I am interested me, me, to see where he comes in in terms of ownership. Okay, one more from a bet betting standpoint. Yeah, I like it. Because I think the the odds are, well, there's some value here because of where he is in the 8K range versus where his odds are. Corey Connors is 65 to 1. <sighs> does, does it, is it going to be the, the scrambling and the putting that would take, take you away from betting on him? Or would you like, I mean, like... The, I mean, obviously, he's just an excellent ball striker. I think for me, it's like, I don't know that Corey's ready to win again. It doesn't feel like he's ready to, right, to win again. I talked about this a little bit on the first, on the first look 65 show. 65 to 1. I know, but it doesn't matter if we don't think he's ready to win again. Like, I, 
I talked about this a little bit on the betting show in regards to Keegan, so you could make the same argument for Corey. You know, it's like Keegan he gets he gets made fun of a little bit like you can sometimes you can get shamed out of betting a guy and i'm not trying to do that to you now but sometimes i feel like you can get shamed out of betting certain guys that get the stigma that they're not going to win ever or they're not going to win again right it would what when before before he went to live it was like cam tringali right uh never gonna win or keegan not gonna win again ricky not gonna win again and these guys that that you kind of you start to lean on and then you get, you get shamed on Twitter or in the comments to bet these guys because it's impossible. But when you see guys that have like runner up finishes or T threes or all these close finishes, it's the margin is this small. I mean, it's tiny, you know, one little thing goes differently and it's a win for that guy. And, and then, and then nobody's making fun of him anymore and it hits and you're there. And obviously that could happen for Coco, but I don't, I don't feel like he's as close. You know, I, before Keegan won last week, who would you say has has felt closer to victory, or has even you know snatched defeat from the from the grips of victory in a couple <laughs> tournaments more, Keegan or Corey? I, you would have definitely said Keegan. He, I mean, he had it at the players. There was some other event he did it at. Yeah. Like, whereas Corey, yeah. When's the last time we saw Corey in a final group? We've seen Corny, Cor- Corny. We've seen Corey Corny. have some top five finishes, top six finishes. But it feels like, I could be wrong, it just feels like they've all been kind of backdoor, just, oh, oh, oh I didn't know Corey Connors did that. Like, I don't, I don't remember the last time I've seen him in the last group. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. I, I'm just saying, like, when you look at odds in this, if we're just kind of going by range here, this 8K range versus, you know, everybody else, he is by far. Like, I mean, I think you may you get, like, a, a Lowry's at 33 to 1, I don't know what Taylor Montgomery is. What is he? I don't I'll care. He is. Didn't look. I don't care. What's he probably 40? Taylor Montgomery is 50 to one. Yeah. And then Coco is so, so Connors is 65 to one. There's a big difference there. Now, see, I By think that's way, silly. I think that's silly. If you were going to, if I had to pick one of these guys, if we were going to run a simulation a thousand times and I'm picking one of these guys to win more, I'm picking Corey Connors because this is a big boy field. Like Taylor Montgomery's about to be in big boy world and put his big boy pants on. And like, yeah. at least Corey's, been there, done that, and and I mean, hell, at least at the Masters, he, he's not he's not seemingly scared of it. But yeah, I think that's 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 misprep. But that's what I'm saying about Taylor Montgomery. I think his price is messed up all the way around. Okay, how about this transitioning to seven K? Yeah, let's do it. That's a here's a guy. Here's a guy that is 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 snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Emiliano Grillo. Yeah, has been absolutely amazing lately, and he is. I feel like he's on the cusp of winning, and and I just so I do like him in DFS at seventy nine hundred, and I don't mind him at seventy to one either. But he's an interesting person uh, or interesting player, I think, uh, to talk about. You know, I love Grillo. I don't love him this week. I don't oh. love him playing his fourth event in a row stateside stateside fly to japan play play that fourth event in a row flying back here i don't love that i feel like at some point he's gonna start feeling it you know that's the only thing the same thing for uh Cbez in this range Cbez is playing his fourth uh andrew putnam playing his fourth um is uh let's see taylor taylor moore's in this range playing his fourth 
Wyndham Clark, I don't know if he's in this range of the 6K. Those guys all playing their fourth event in a row coming over from the Zozo. That worries me a little bit. Not much. I mean, I like Grillo. I'm with you. You know I, you know I love Grillo, but uh, I would be more against, like, I mean, the, the guys playing their fourth, yes. Also, Maverick, McNeely. Like, way too much dependence on the putter. The ball I'm, str- I'm so tired of Maverick McNeely. I know. Like, you know where he pissed me off? I literally, so they, like, all right, let's go to prize picks. All right. Still playing a lot of prize picks. Love prize picks. By the way, I hit, I, I hit on the Tuesday email. The, people unsubscribe to the heavy petting email every Tuesday. I get like four unsubscribes. I don't even understand it. It's free content. If you're not betting on golf this week, just delete the damn thing. But I'm giving you, that's two weeks in a row we've been at least positive on the prize picks free play that I give you for round one. Two weeks in a row. Just free money right there to your inbox for free. And you just, four people unsubscribe. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, it, McNeely's I ball striking is not McNeely. as good as it used to be. McNeely was, like, he was going against Xander, like, on every single day. And, and they changed him up. And I went against him. Oh, on for the, the birdie birdie or better, better matchup? matchup? Yeah. Yeah. Every time he, he effing beat me. Yeah. And I went against him. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough scene. All right, I want to get through these ranges quickly because I got some other things I want to, I want to talk, talk through, through with you. Chalk. I think Chalk is going to be... Mito, because people love Mito. He was 17% last week. Cam Davis, he was 15% last week. Kirk Kitayama for the price. I think it'll be interesting to see what people do with him. He was 14%. And my favorite play in this entire range, but I don't care, is Aaron Wise. I love Aaron Wise on a course where you can rip driver and around the green get around the green play matters. Give me all the Aaron Wise. Love him at 50 to 1. Pounded that this morning on the first look show. All in on Aaron Wise at 50 to 1. Also, if, if we get confirmation from our friends on the ground, this place is playing firm and fast, and that the shorter hitters will be just fine, and they're not going to have a, a, this huge demand in terms of long irons, right? They're going to have some, yes, but like not, not like, you know what I mean? If we get all that, then two names I have my eye on are Brian Harmon and Tom Hoagie again. Tom Hoagie at 70 to 1, Harmon. Not necessarily to win, but just DFS. Both of them in DFS. We'll see how it looks. Uh, I, I think that's going to be interesting. Like with the variance that we saw at this golf course last time, and I know you know different conditions, mm-hmm. different field. If it is truly firm and fast, and you're playing a bunch of lineups, like consider building some skill-based lineups. Build a bombers lineup. Build a you know short knocking, never miss a fairway, precision type you know, Brian Harmon, Kisner, Hoagie lineup, right? Um, consider matching up some of those skill sets. I think, I think that could be a thing if we do get those firm and fast conditions. Uh, I'm interested in those guys. S.H. Kim down at the bottom. I've been beating that drum all year so far. Love him. J.T. Poston, this is a home, kind of a home-ish track for him. He's quite familiar with this place. He's at 80-1 to 1 as well. There's, there's a good number of names here in the 7K range, Pat. Uh, anything else for you? And I don't want to. I want to play another game with you. Yeah. So I mean, I'm. There's a lot of agreement here. I have Brian Harmon uh, DFS at 7,700 and betting at 75 to one. Like it, you know, like both of those. I was with you on the Hoagie. I don't have him in DFS, but I like the the call there on the bet at 70 to one. I, I think if you're, um, you know, looking at a guy who has just, I, I could see just winning here. For God knows what reason, but only other than the fact that he has come close lately, and that's Scott Stallings. Yes, he's at ninety yep. to one. 
Agreed. I think Stallings is is interesting to me. And then I have SH Kim as well in DFS at seventy one hundred. Yeah, I'm with you there. My fade was Norin. Um, I, I just, you know, I kind of have this feel for Norin. Yeah. You know, like I talk about him normally at the beginning of the year, <laughs> and then as the year progresses, Norin just like disappoints me more and more and more and more. Yeah. And so now we're like, you know, here we are coming down to the end of the year. You don't play Norin. This is just not the time to play Norin. Yeah. So um, yeah. he's he's my fate. But yeah, other than that, I'm with you. Uh, God God bless my man, Chris. Uh, Chris Carnahan, love the heavy petting email. Never get rid of it. Love the big balls betting card. Been heating the house with those gems. That's what I'm talking about, Chris. Thanks, dog. Love that. All right, Pat, here's the game. And for those of you listening at home, drop this in the comment. Here's another question I pose to you. I'm going to give you seven, one, two, three, nope, I can't count, six players, okay? Six players, and I want you to tell me which player, if you had to pick one, you would fade 100% for the rest of the season through the Tour Championship. Six ne- players, I have to choose one. One that you're ne- going to fade. I never get to play. You can't play them in DFS. You can't bet them in okay. any capacity. You're a full-on, wipe my hands of you. I am done with you until the Tour Championship. This is fun. Put this in the comments. Okay. Who do you think? Cam Davis, Mito Pereira, Tom Hoagie, Aaron Wise, Siwoo Kim, or Emiliano Grillo? Cam Davis, Mito Pereira, Tom Hoagie, Aaron Wise, Siwoo Kim, or Emiliano Grillo? Ugh, AC. Gotta be freaking kidding me. I would say Mito. AC says Aaron Wise. Not, not, I, I, I could wash my hands of Mito and, and be completely fine. I could lay my hands. Oh, this guy. On Michael, the, on you're going to get kicked out of the podcast. You, cannot, you can't, you can't say Siwoo Kim. I put him in there as a trap to see which of you people would say that. And it was you, Michael. Look at all the Siwoo's coming in. There's like three Whoa, of them. Steven Shannon, what are we doing? Steven, your Team DB guy. AK says, Alan, or says Mito. Tyler Hunt says Mito. Pat. Oh, I think I, I think I think I'm gonna say, oh God, I think I'm gonna say Mito. I think it's I think it's yeah. Mito. And now it's not because you know you you have to. I I I come to that decision based on it's not on pure talent because I think Mito is definitely a pure talent above a couple of these guys. Yeah, but people love him in DFS. Even if he, they, 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 sometimes the, the hearts in their eyes just blind them from some of the facts or some of the truth or some of the what's actually happening in the real world. And so he's, he's over-owned often. So if I'm going to fade a player, I would like him to at least be over-owned a lot of the time. That way, I'm either, I'm either lapping the field or I'm not. And, and, his, and, and, and his odds are going to be shorter than a lot of these guys for most of the year, I would argue. Maybe the shortest. The the next closest one to me was possibly Grillo. But I, I, at least I know with Grillo, I probably will get suppressed ownership, low ownership or average ownership a lot of the time. And his odds are going to slowly climb if any, if they climb at all. That that's mm-hmm. the only way I could come to that 
that agreement or that 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 decision. Hey, AC, come on. Mito, that, what does he say? Mito finishes the season more DK points than all the guys on that list. That that's just. <laughs> we'll take that to the nut hut, AC. Let's take that to the nut hut. We'll do a uh, yeah. we'll do a bet. Look at Dylan. Look at Dylan dropping $10 in the super chat. Join the Nut Hut. Now's the perfect time. The Hut Hut NFL chat is killing it. Let's go, Team Pat for life. Dylan, even though, oh, you, said the, Dylan. Even though you said the Team Pat thing, that's you are right, man. The people that are missing out on the Nut Hut NFL season are just, they're screwing themselves. It's, they're shooting themselves in the foot. It's, it's killing it over there. The community is having a great time sweating NFL games together, doing the NFL thing together. I we, get a ton of show. I like now. Now, I Showdown all around has been killing it in the Nut Hut lately. Yeah, I cut back a lot of what I do on DFS from an NFL standpoint because I just feel like I'm not good at it, but I like the Showdowns and, and just having one game. Yeah. Maybe it's my, my OCD or whatever. Yeah. Like I need to have like just focus on one game, and I don't need all these different players I got to deal with. But yeah, the Showdown stuff's great in the Nut Hut. I mean, that, that'll pay for your year yep. right there. I, actually, I paid for my year last night. Last night, I was oh. paid for a year in the Nut Hut. There you go. With what I won. AK says, join the Nut Hut and embrace the TJ gospel. That is true, man. I mean, the community is, is popping in there. Uh, you got to get in there. It's $10 a month, $90 a year. There's a link in the description of the podcast or YouTube video. Uh, we're making friends in there, and everybody's having a good time. It's just as active, you know. I mean, not, maybe not quite as active as it is, like, from April to, you know, through July. But it's pretty active. We'd love to have you in there. You can cancel it anytime. Give it a shot. I feel like there's a lot of people chasing squirrels in there right now. A lot of people chasing squirrels? <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of squirrels darting around, and people are just running around doing stuff. Yeah, like, well, yeah, there's so many channels and chats in there. Everybody's going. Everybody's getting. <laughs> yeah. with, without, they can't focus on, like, golf in particular, so there's yeah. just a lot of stuff going on. And we're making a ton of improvements to it, too. We're, we're testing a lot of things. We're making a lot of improvements to the Discord server every single week. Uh, thank you to Easy McDeezy Emmett in there doing his thing. We couldn't do it without him. We appreciate him so much. He's he's a uh, he's a loyal loyal TJ follower and supporter, and he spends a lot of time um, unpaid for for us because he loves the community, which is incredible. So a um, lot of good stuff going on in the Nut Hut. You got to get in it. I don't know what you're doing. Tyler said just joined. Good shit is what he says. Love that Tyler. Thank you. Tyler. Thank you. Appreciate no, you. We appreciate you. And Tyler's already bringing some stuff to the table too. Chris Carnahan, Nut Hut is where it's at. See? All right, let's get to the 6K range. And I got another little little thing I'm going to have you do here in a second. I want you to see if you can figure okay. out a player I'm talking about. Right. 6K range. Um, there's a few guys in here I'm very interested in. Way down at the bottom. I know you're on us. Nice. Let's say it together. On the count. We'll, we'll say one, two, three, oh, and say the okay. name. Okay? Hang on. Hang on. Near the bottom. I, there's two. There's two. No, okay, near the bottom. We'll say, I'm going to go one, two, three. Three name. Okay. We'll okay, say it at the same ready? time. Ready? One, two, three. Danny, Danny Willett. Willett. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Willett. Yes. Danny Willett. Danny Willett just finished runner up in whatever that event was. I don't know. Like, I mean, wh what are we doing? It's a no cut event, runner up at the Fortnet. He's got a great short game. Pfft, you're insane if you don't use Danny Willett in a couple of GPP lineups to save you a lot of, a lot of cash. Like, do it. Do it. Um, do it. Byung Hun on 60, was he 65? Mm. Money. Like, and, and the stats aren't going to show a whole lot, but he's always been a great player around the green. He's always been a great iron player. 
He's always had plenty of pop in the bat. He's added more. He's added six miles an hour club head speed is what he told us on the interview that we just had with him that'll drop very soon. It was amazing. Great interview. Great yeah. interview. Pat was on it too. Finally. I was finally on one. Um, Byung Hanan at 65. Love that. I'm going to give you a sneaky, sneaky one at 64 that I, I, don't, I don't even remember the last time I played this guy. Caveat though. Only if we get the firm and fast am I playing Brendan Todd. But I'm considering playing Brendan Todd. Love the short game, putter, round the green play, bunker play. Um, I think this could be an interesting spot for Brendan Todd. Okay. If we get firm and fast. I have one more name, but I'm going to let you go first, uh, and then we'll go, we'll go from there. Well, I like Trey Mullinex. I mean, we've, we've, we've looked at him lately. Yeah. He's obviously been playing well to end the season last year. Um, you know, if you look at the stats though for him, I mean, he's, he's top 25 in approach off the tee, um, top 15 in greens and regulation. He's just a great ball striker. Putting's definitely, uh, one of the things he doesn't necessarily do great on Bermuda, but I do like Trey Mullinax. Um, who else did I look at here? Uh, I mean, I think, I think that's it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm going to read you off some stats. And you tell me, uh, you tell me who it is, okay? Okay. He's in the six K range. Since he's been on tour, he has only lost distance gained twelve percent of his tournaments. In other words, you know, eighty-eight percent of his tournaments he's gaining distance on the field. He's only lost fairways gained in about thirty-five percent. So you know, a third of the time. He's not, he's not hitting enough fairways. But overall, incredible total driver. Eight top 15 finishes last season. With three top fives, he puts best on Bermuda. He's a southern boy. And six times since he's been on tour, six times, he has followed a T50 or worse, all the way to a miscut, with a top 20 in his very next start. I have two in mind here. Okay. Uh, my first would be Davis Riley. Ding, 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 ding. Davis Riley. T67 yes. at the Zozo last week. Yes. But, dude, this guy has way too much game. To, at 6,900 in a no-cut event. 100 to 1, by the way. 100 to yeah. 1. Uh, way too much game to be ignored in tournaments to me in DFS. Uh, way too much game. So, I mean, the, the thing that struck me was that, I mean, he's only been on tour. He was a rookie last year. He ain't been on tour very much. I think, I think I counted like 36 events or whatever he's played since, since the fall of last year. But six different times following a T50 or worse with a top 20 in his next start. So he's not a guy that, necessarily we always see like the the game coming right it, he doesn't go from like a miscut to a t40 and then a t21 and then a, a win it doesn't ha- it, you know or a t3 but he just kind of finds it or he doesn't which is a great gpp play but he's got a lot of firepower eight top 15 finishes last season and three top fives we, we saw him losing the playoff to sam burns i believe that was at the valspar so 
mean, the guy's got a lot of games. 6,900 in this field saves you a lot. Uh, I like him. I like Davis Riley a lot. Yeah, I wrote him down as a bet at 100 to 1. Yeah. You know, Mullinax, by the way, is 180 to 1. Another one, if you want to get really frustrated um, and just waste some money, but he has one on tour. He's a Southern guy from Greenville, South Carolina. Do you know what I'm talking about? They can't putt. From Greenville. Uh, no. Lucas Glover. Oh, God, yeah, that's it's true. It's 400 to 1. 400 to 1. I mean, dude, Danny Willett's 300. I looked at, I mean, Danny Willett, 300 to 1. Ben Ons, 200 to 1. You know, I feel like we have to talk about, like, Kevin Kisner's 175 to 1 on MGM. Doesn't he, doesn't yeah. Kiz love this place? He's, like, very familiar with this place. Yeah, he's a member there or whatever they call no, An ambassador. Um, he's an ambassador. Ambassadors. Um, I, yeah, I think even then, I don't know if he plays it enough, but um, nah, yeah, I, I think it could still be a good course for him. Yeah. I mean, he, he just, you know, hits his driver out there. He, he knows it well. Um, yeah, he's not yeah, I hit. walked I walked yeah. like four or five holes with him when I was there, and he likes the course a lot. So, I mean, that, that's a huge thing for kids. If he hates the course. Oh, yeah, he's he done before it starts. He's not going to play well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, we've got some top tens here to rattle off. We did those. We crushed those last week. Like I said, we had Keegan at plus two fifty. Had Matt Naismith at plus four fifty, and those two hit. That was good to see. Don't forget in the YouTube comments, biggest prop lock for Thursday night football. Hit that, uh, give it to us, and we'll try to combine that with something else. Uh, all right, some bomb top tens. I just mentioned two guys: Danny Willett at sixteen to one on DraftKings for a top ten. Danny. I mean, Daniel at sixteen. That's that's good. That's a good top ten number. Okay, didn't he choked it away at the Fortinet to Max Homa? Or we're talking about a guy who won. Remember what did he do on the last hole? Didn't he miss like the four footer or three footer or something? Or no, he three putted yeah. from like four feet. Yeah, what? he three putted from like yeah. If that doesn't happen, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like the 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 margins are pube hair thin out here. He's sixteen to one to top ten in a seventy eight man field event. He almost won the Fortinet, a full field event. Now it was a weak field, but who cares? That's a that's a great value. You bet that number. I know that's a that's like the longest top ten number available, and it sounds stupid. That's the that's a smart bet. That's a better bet than you parlaying four NFL games on Sunday. You got a better chance of hitting the Danny yeah. Willett number. Um, who else? JT Poston's five to one. Um, I didn't talk about Keith Mitchell. I kind of like Mitchell. I don't know. He's gonna be either like he's gonna be either in the hunt, top ten, or win, or he's gonna be dead last. But he's plus four fifty to top ten. I kind of like that. Billy Ho, I like that a lot. Plus three thirty. Aaron Wise plus three thirty. Tom Kim plus two fifty. Fitz at plus one sixty, and Home at plus one fifty. Those are my favorite top tens. Okay. Um, a couple that I'll add into here. Uh, I'll start on the, the shorter end a little bit um, for some top tens. Um, I like. Uh, I actually like your boy Andrew Putnam at plus four hundred. If I'd have missed a Putnam win last week, I would have been. I'd have been in mourning. I'd have been in all black today. Yeah, that would have been. I like Hoagie. I like yeah. Hoagie at plus four fifty. Yeah. Um, another couple that I like Scott Stallings. I mentioned him as an outright, but also plus 500 for a top 10. I, I really like that one. Uh, another couple that I will give you here. Um, 
Where was SH Ken? SH. Clement or SH? I think that's SA. I always think of SA. The the SA is from uh, Friday After Next. No, no, Next Friday. Which one was it? Friday After was it Friday after next or next Friday? The essays were in there. I always think SH of that when I say SH. Oh, here he is. He's plus 800. Love that for SH Kim. The last one I gave you, Trey Mullinax, plus 900. So there you go. You love some Mullinax, man. What, what, you know, whenever okay. we saw Mullinax. You know, when, remember when we went to the I know. I was going to say, I was going to say, you, you brought that up a couple, like a month or two ago. And then did you guys like. Did you like sneak out of the house and like peep through his window or something, or did you guys make eye contact or something? Like, I don't. I think we you made have eye had contact. some weird, weird like, yeah, peeping Tom Trey Trey Mullen. We made eye contact. I mean, he didn't show me his boobies or anything. He didn't brush against me like like Ricky does. <laughs> but but something uh, happened, and I I just have a thing for Mullenax. So that was strange, dude. That was strange. All right. Uh, listen, thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to followers. Thank you to the Nut Hut members, our loyal supporters. We appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you to everyone who, uh, who you know, gives us props for what we do. We appreciate that. You can leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. That'd be great. Uh, thank you to whatever that douchebag special guest was that came in for Pat. Um, mm. Let's have a great week great this week. Uh, may your screens be green. And bend over your bookie. See ya.